0: Welcome back to Enlighten Up for episode 80, QHHT, Shamanism, and Perceived Happiness in Partnership with Alyssa Stevens. Alyssa is a listener of our show and she's also a practitioner of QHHT. So she's come on to share with all of you what that actually is and how she got involved with QHHT. How did she heal herself and her psoriasis? We're going to talk about her healing journey as well as what happened when she discussed it with doctors we're going to talk about shamanism and what that actually is and what are some of the tools that you can use of shamanism we're also later on in the show going to talk about partnership and how there is this idea or belief the perceived happiness when you're in partnership and how that relates to your own life we're going to talk all about that as well as the event and why Alyssa believes the event is ongoing so without further ado let's jump right into the episode and find out what Alyssa has to share with us Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. We are happy to be back with you. And today we have a really fun show because we actually have one of our listeners joining us today who is a fantastic healer. She wrote into to us after our hypnosis episode where all three of us, Lisa, Brian, and myself went under hypnosis with Nori Love because I made the mistake of mentioning that it might be QHHT. It was my bad. I did not mean to mislead anyone. Um, But Alyssa is actually here to share with us some information about QHHT, shamanism, Reiki, and her own healing journey with doctors and how that turned out. Alyssa has um, encountered many teachers over the time and she's received her training in the shamanic studies, Reiki, quantum healing, hypnosis, and she has a connection to crystals. So we're excited to hear from you. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You are happy to have you on. And, and thank thanks for, for writing into us. Yes, and thank you for making that mistake. <laughs> See? <laughs> good things. All, all good it's things. It's all divine. Yeah, all Absolutely. good things. So, you know, I I, I guess with um, – why don't we start so we can clear this all up uh, for any of our listeners and, and uh, any of us. And Brian, and Brian, what is the difference between hypnosis and QHHT? Okay, well, quantum healing
1: hypnosis technique is a type of hypnosis technique. Um, It takes you to the deepest state of trance, which is the theta state, uh, which is where the pictures and the memories are kept. And we uh, use a induction uh, to get yourself to a point where you're deep enough. Uh, to experience these past life experiences. and then we call in the um, what Dolores Cannon, the creator of this process, called the higher, or I'm sorry, she called it the subconscious. Some people call it the oversoul or the higher self. And so it is a type of hypnosis. It's just um, that it kind of it, it's not just taking you to past lives. It also helps you to actualize your connection to the higher self. And then you bring through that aspect of you um, and then you answer your own questions. And who better
0: to answer your own questions than yourself? And a QHHT session lasts pretty long, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, this my full sessions
1: can run four to five hours. We don't keep you, hypnotized. we keep you hypnotized for up to two hours.
2: Wow. Yep. I would okay. love to hear your session. Nicole oh. of a QHHT. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> you can write a book probably.
0: Just... Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, well, well what got you into QHHT then? Like where how did the how did the life journey steer you that way? Um well, it's been
1: a long strange trip.
0: <laughs> I've always been kind of witchy,
1: but um, you know, I guess you get into life and you kind of fall out of things and Um, I became a mom in 2008 and I kind of found myself wanting to like do better or, you know, I don't know, like I believe in a creator, but I didn't really do church. So it kind of put me on this spiritual seeking path. And, um, over the course of a few years, different things happened ahead of my own personal awakening experience, awakening experience. And, um, that led me to shamanic work. And I spoke to my uh, shamanic mentor, her name is Jean tragedy And she, ad- I, she said, I could mention her name today. She put out a call and like, she started uh, doing these retreats and she put out a call to gather the pavers. And this is actually something that's referenced in a Dolores Cannon book, like pavers of the way. And that's how I found my way to shamanism. And I actually found my way to this tribe of amazing people um, in Northern Minnesota And uh, she works with the star ancestors. You know, we work with the earth ancestors, you know, when you think of aboriginal shamanic type of sense, but we also work with our galactic ancestors and Dolores Cannon's work uh, folds into that. And it was kind of presented to me through these retreats. And finally, I just, this little, uh, you know, she was like a little old grandma. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to listen to this little old lady. What's she going to have to say? And I started listening to one of her podcasts one day. And I was like, oh, this resonates. And then the podcast cut off at 15 minutes and wouldn't let me listen any farther. So then I had to go do the research and dig around and I got into it. And um, yeah. And then, then I decided this is this is where I wanted to go with it. I'd had some experience with self-hypnosis in the beginning of my journey. Um, I used a book called How to Hypnotize Yourself with Your Eyes Open. So I was kind of familiar and I like to read and I I like to read aloud and sing and things like that. So I kind of felt like I had a voice for it too. So yeah. And so I took the training, um, in, uh, 2015 on my, on my birthday on my 37th birthday was the first day of training. And then I took, uh, I had a session there and I also had a second session in June of that year. And then I took level two training in, in, uh, for quantum healing hypnosis in, 2016 in in the summer so yeah it's it's been a it's been an interesting trip for sure and lots of cool things have happened on the way
3: so help me understand i i understand how you described the quantum healing hypnosis technique Mm -hmm. but i don't understand how it's different than regular hypnosis is the process different do you go through a different set of steps to get the person into that theta state because when we were, you know, when we were doing our hypnosis sessions with, with Nori love, you know, she talked about being in the, 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 the theta state. So I don't, I I don't understand the the difference.
1: Okay. Well, it's maybe not necessarily the difference. It's the, it's maybe, maybe we, maybe we didn't quite uh, word that the right way. Um, No, you're it's a, I guess it's, it's taking you to the deepest way of trance. I guess it wasn't necessarily saying that what Nori was doing wasn't theta state. It just was not Q H H T. Um, and yeah, I guess the only thing that I've noticed is like what Dolores did. She was very, um, she's very particular in making sure that this is the life that is the most important life, the life you're living now. And it's really expressed throughout the script, throughout the induction. And when you're coming out um, that, that, that this is the most important life and that those are just past lives that we're viewing to bring forward to for clarity in this present moment.
0: You have a lot of prep work that you require your clients to do before any QHHT session, right?
1: Well, I just like them to come in uh, with an idea of where they'd like to go with it. We like to have the list of questions. Basically you come in with a list of questions for your higher self. And we like the client to come in with that list of questions written down so that after we go through the hypnosis part, that's where it's different is we go through the hypnosis part, you go through and you have the past life experiences where it becomes different is at the end, then we bring through, we ask permission to bring through the higher self through, bring through the subconscious as Dolores called it. And then we ask your subconscious mind your questions and then that's where the healing and the clarity and information uh can come through for a multitude of levels for the client
0: so when people are in um when they're under are mm-hmm. they completely out or are they still conscious of what's going on or is you're it a mix quite, you're quite conscious
1: um that's called the somnambulistic state i think i said that right Um, Dolores experienced that where people would go under and they're completely out and they don't remember anything. I myself work with a lot of people who are already on a spiritual path or have some sense of their own conscious awareness. And so I really don't get a lot of people who don't remember a thing. Most people remember what happened. Um, however, we find that it starts to fade quite quickly afterwards, which is why we record the session. And so that's another place where the session differentiates is that after we're done, you receive a recorded copy of your session and all of the healing and all of that energy of your session is in there. And what we ask the client to do is then listen to it. It's like, I've given you the tool. Now it's up to you to do with it as you choose. And every time you listen to the session, uh, it becomes part and more
0: and more integrated into your conscious reality. And that's where the healing comes through. Uh, I well I know Brian was wanting to say something.
2: Brian? <laughs> <laughs> he did want to say something. You must have forgot what
3: it was.
0: It's it's very rare that Brian is silent. <laughs> yeah. I know that. I,
1: I you to know what what it,
3: what it what it reminds me of is the process that I went through twice for my Akashic records reading. That's what it, you know, without being hypnotized, but becoming prepared and having questions, you know, yeah. to ask your higher self.
1: Well, exactly. And, and you know, I guess really Akashic records or having a chat with a higher self, you know, it's like really a common thread runs through it. And it, that's, you know, I guess, like you said, if that's the, you know, and if that's where your perception level lies, you know, you could be hypnotized and actually have that experience, you know? So like I said, it's, it's cool because everyone's process is different. So this really forms to your own personal process.
0: What has been some of the healing that you've witnessed with either yourself or with your clients through this? Um, okay,
1: well, let's, should we, we'll talk about my own personal healing journey. Um, I, I wanted to share this morning that I shaved my legs for this. And the joke That's... is, I, I laughed at myself because I'm like, this is audio. Why did I shave my legs for this? And, you know, the.
3: And why my, did you my, tell us?
1: Okay, but because I had psoriasis. I've, I've dealt with psoriasis for nearly 20 years. In 1996, I was diagnosed with psoriasis, which is a skin disorder uh, problem with the immune sy- system. And, uh, at one time it was, it was quite dangerous to shave my legs because my, my arms and legs were like 75% covered with these dry um, red, you know, lesions essentially that happen when your uh, immune system is overreactive and causes the psoriasis, uh, the psoriasis to occur on the surface of the skin. So it's like, I, even though it's like, it was a reminder about how far I've come and about what I've done with my healing. So, um, you know, and I started this healing journey. Like I said, it kind of, I was kind of on the path to try and figure out something natural with psoriasis, and then where it really started to help come through was was through the energy work, and um, through my quantum healing session. You know, it basically helped me to get right with my life and make steps forward that I wasn't sure, you know, where I wasn't sure to make adjustments in my life and. And even though sometimes people doubted what I was doing or seemed alarmed, all the way through my skin just kept getting better and better and better. And until a point where I don't, I don't have psoriasis anymore.
3: So did you seek out QHHT for yourself or did you seek it out to practice it?
1: I was already on the shamanic path when it was presented to me. And it was kind of like, well if something's going to heal me, it's going to be this. And if it doesn't, well, then I'll just get used to having psoriasis, you know, but I kind of felt like I can't really be a legit healer if I can't heal myself. So, you know, it kind of, the, the two journeys kind of, uh, they kind of came together as sure. one,
0: you know, well, your, your psoriasis journey is really interesting in a sense of how the doctors handled it and can like what their approach was for yeah. for you.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, we'll we'll go back, like I said, it was twenty years. Um, in two thousand five, I, you know, got married, gotten some good health insurance. So I started taking Humera, which is a biologic that you inject um bi-weekly. And I had like a hundred percent clearing on that. And I was on and off of that for quite a few years, even while having children. Um, I would go off of it when I was pregnant and I go back on it just as soon as I can, you know. And then I quit smoking. And I kind of thought, well, basically I didn't have psoriasis until I became a smoker. And I wondered, you know, if I wasn't a smoker, if maybe it would be better to just, you know, I just thought, like, maybe I'll just try it and see how bad my skin really is now. And so when I went into the doctor and presented this idea to her, she was very unkind to me. And um, used a lot of fear factors. First, they said they wouldn't the my skin. Would get, it would get three times as bad as it ever was. Um, and then I said, well, then I can just go back on the medicine. And they said, well, your insurance might not cover it because they won't understand why you quit. And I'm like, okay. So by this time I'm, you know, in tears in the dermatologist's office and I, and the doctor, I finally just said, you know, I have, I have children and I don't know what this drug could do to me. Um, also prior to that, as an acquaintance of mine, uh, mine and my ex-husbands, uh, she had taken Humira for six months for rheumatoid arthritis and she was full of cancer. And, you know, they'll neither confirm nor deny. But if you read the insides of those packages for those biologics, it's pretty scary. <laughs> and uh, I also found out later, too, the sinus problem that I'd been having for years was most likely being caused by those meds as well. And so I left that day and I told the doctor, I'm like, what well, can I just try for three months without it and then we'll see? And she's like, sure, go ahead. And I walked out that day and I made an appointment, but I never went back. And... Uh, And I'm okay with that because and I don't even I don't even feel necessary to go back into that dermatologist's office and show her what happened, although sometimes I'd like to.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So
0: yeah,
1: what that happened. And it, you know, it's like I, I still believe in doctors. If you break something or you know, you got like bleeding or something that you can't stop, doctors are important. But it's also okay to be open to other ideas. And then you know, the other thing is, is I say that I'm 100% clear is this, this past spring, I um, had some stressful times. And I actually broke out all over again, back in May. And I was I was I was like, right back to where I was, I was right back to the beginning. And I decided it was like, first I was like, I just stopped taking everything, like all my supplements and everything, because I couldn't tell if something had flared it up, or I mostly knew it was stress, though. And, and then I made the conscious decision to just heal this with energy. And I did. I just went into a good space. I forgave myself. I forgave myself for not being able to forgive the people I was struggling with. I made space around it and, and it just started to heal. And so now I can even say, well, what happens when it all comes back? It's like, apparently I'll just use my energy and heal it again. So that's the really cool part.
2: It's like it's a reminder for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yep. And, you know, and I've heard other people say, too, you know, healing happens in levels and layers, you know, and and I just stumbled upon a layer I hadn't um, I hadn't that I needed to work with. And I worked with it and now it's better. So it's an amazing testament to what the human body can do.
2: What what did you find through the QHHT that you think gave you relief, like that helped actually help to heal it? I mean, not to get too personal, but was there what type of things do people generally uncover in these sessions that help with these like illnesses and things like that?
1: Okay. Well, I could say that the one thing I see amongst clients is a lot of people really struggle with loving themselves and their self-worth, you know, and I think it speaks a lot to a lot of illnesses um, and dis-ease in the system. You know, it's like, disease disease manifests in the body, but it starts way out in the emotional fields. And what I discovered with a lot of my clients is that they, they're struggling with loving themselves and, or they're living lives that aren't theirs. And, you know, it's a lot of times just helping people make peace with the moment and where they are and, and that self-care and self-love is not selfish. Self-first is not selfish. And that's what I see a lot. And for me, I was in a situation where I was living a life that wasn't entirely my own. And I had to make some decisions and change some things and I got a divorce and, you know, I'm okay with that. It's not the end of the world. I'm in a good place. And, you know, like, but it was just the matter of like, you, you know, we have all these cycles to break. And a lot of times what I'm seeing is it's people trying to break out of cycles or habits And miraculous things happen when you do that.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting you said that mainly people are, well, I would think people are living lives that aren't their own and how easy that is for us to do with all the, I I like to just simplify it and call it programming, you know, just what we, we are taught to believe what we should be doing. And we all fall into this trap of going in this direction of where we think we should be going, whether it's to college or to get married and have babies or, you know, do what our parents did or what other people expect of us or, you know, and once we realize that we're not living for ourselves,
3: usually divorce happens. (laughs) That's That's a magic pill for so many people, I know. (laughs)
1: But <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, and and I came from a family where, like, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it just wasn't something it was done, you know, I, and that's a lot of, like, I grew up in the Midwest, so, you know, you have a lot of respect for your family and home, so you want to, you know, do well and, and feel like, you know, that you've done well for yourself because these people helped to raise you, and, and it's okay to define doing well for yourself and not for other people. I think that's where I, a lot of people have just gotten off track is they're just not, you know, that it's not, our parents are are the people who raised us they mean well you know and and their lives are good and now it's our turn to res, you know reciprocate and live our lives well and it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be done just the way that they did it and it's okay
0: yeah there's got to be some level of evolution happening <laughs> which requires yes. change and requires doing things a little differently and a lot of people, a lot of people
1: aren't living in the moment either. That's the other thing. It's like living in the present moment. It's like self love and living in the now. You know, it's like we can't go in the back. You know, it's like we can, that's like with quantum healing hypnosis, it's like we can go back and we can take a look at the past, but we're not going to bring it forward and let it bother us anymore because it's in the past and that's where it stays. And, you know, the future hasn't happened yet. So, but where you're really, or it has. A, yeah, or it has, or it's actually. It's all happening at the same time. <laughs> I always say it's like past life past life hypnosis is, really should be multidimensional timeline integration. But that's too long to put on a business card.
3: <laughs> but it might be more accurate.
0: Mm-hmm. True story. So, well, speaking of healing, um, I really want to hear your take on – your experience with people and how they believe QHHT is this magic pill. Because I remember, you know, Lisa and I both watch Allison Coe, who I believe you, did you study with her or? We we took our level
1: one training together and we swapped okay. sessions. Um, she's, she's with the person we, we, I gave her a session and she gave me a session in June of 2015. Yeah. I was out. Okay. Portland.
0: Yeah. So Lisa and I love watching her videos and, and all of that. And I think, I I can't remember if I saw this posting on one of her videos or it was someone who had posted on one, or one of my YouTube videos, but they had explained, they were explaining to me that QHHT is the only way you can truly connect with your higher self. And I just thought, wow, how disempowering is that statement that you need something, some sort of process other than like just you in your connection not that i don't think that it can't be helpful um but to think that that's the only way to connect i just thought it was a really interesting comment to leave
3: those are yeah, you know I think- w- when i hear stuff like that it especially well i mean in in almost any field it doesn't matter what the field is it's to raise it's to make money the only reason you yeah. would say hey this is the only way to do it and I practice this, is, is, yeah. is to make money.
1: Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. And, you know, really with QHHT, they're very rigid about that this particular process is QHHT, but I don't, I don't believe that in any way that anyone that is associated with the process would say it's the only way. And furthermore, like I say, you know, I'm not connecting you to your higher self. You're, we're always connected to our higher self. This is just one tool to help you actualize that you are connected to the higher self. But you know, like I said, I'm a shaman. Um, I, I I did shamanic. I'm a shamanic practitioner first, and so really, what QHHT for me is just another tool to get you to where you need to go. And you can use shamanic journey work to get to that place. You can use meditation. You can use chanting. Yeah, I I I think that's unfortunate if someone made that statement because it's by no means the only way, but it's a very useful and powerful way. And you know, I always tell people. Uh, the other thing about QHHT is I don't ever want to see clients back. I don't want to see you again. Like, I don't, I don't let people come back right away. Like, oh, I think I need another session. It's like, no, if your session was complete and good, you should take that recording and use it. Um, and I've been told a couple by a few people, that's not really the way to make money because, you know, how are you going to get return business? And, you know, I, I aim to work myself out of a job in this lifetime. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a great statement. You know, if if everybody's happy and loves themselves, well then, my work here is done.
3: (laughs) Well, you've got a lot of work ahead of you. (laughs) Um, I'm only one
1: person. You know, so so,
3: so I've obviously heard the word shaman. Um, Can you help me understand more specifically
1: what what a shaman is?
3: Yeah, what it means.
1: Okay, well... I feel like uh, the shaman uses an altered state. You know, we go to the, sh- the shaman uses things like drum beats to achieve that theta state or even uh, trance dancing, which is where you blindfold, you dance blindfolded, you know, for like 45 minutes and to get to that altered theta state to receive the pictures and the messages. That's the, that's the state that the, that the shaman works in is this theta state. And so for me, QHHD is a tool that gets my client to that shamanic state. Um, And we use these altered states to perceive and interact with the spirit world. And I guess for myself, I acknowledge that there's a spirit in everything. Um, And that the earth is a planet. The earth is not just a thing that we live on, that it's an actual being. And it's through that reverence with the planet. And then also with the heavens that I, I, you know, it's it's really a, a, a sacred path, is what it is. It's not, you know, it's it's not a tool. It's a lifestyle.
0: Shamanism. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, it does. Thank like you.
0: I had a question and then it just left me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> was it about shamanism? You, then we're
0: doing something right.
1: Yeah. It was. was it
3: about <laughs> dancing awesome. with a blindfold on? Because that sounds dangerous.
1: Oh, we have we have someone that keeps an eye on us and rounds us up, and so that we don't run into each other and stuff. (laughs) Especially if there's a fire. I know,
2: like maybe out on the. Oh yeah, no,
1: we we usually do that inside where there's no fire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What sort of practices do you work with in your shamanism? Like, what are your favorite tools other than QHHT?
1: Um, Well, I you know journey work is a very useful tool. I use that even just personally, and and um. I use drum beats or even, you know, meditative, you know, things to travel with my, you know, like when you do shamanic work, like I have, a work with power animals and you know, it's like your spirit guide. So a lot of times when you do shamanic journey work, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll journey with your power animal or, or another spirit guide of your choosing to receive, you know, clarity and information on whatever it is you're seeking, you know? So usually I start out with a statement of intent and then I just, lay back and listen to the listen to the drum beats and let it happen. And I've done that for clients. I can do that for clients and then I can do that with clients.
0: Um, How do people um, connect with their power animal and how do they know which ones are more prevalent than others?
1: um, Well, like for me now, I took a shamanic journey in class. Uh, You know, the shamanic work, you know, in the deeper, deeper parts of shamanic work is, um, we always say it's, it's you know, it's, we always ask things if they're of the light and, you know, it gets, it can be pretty serious, but from a, from a, you know, basic learning about your power animals, you can, you can do a guided journey or you can, you know, listen to drum beats and, and, you know, go there yourself. And really you just ask your power animal to come forward. And usually the first one that comes forward is your main guide. Mine was a horse, but I've done other journey work with friends and with myself. And there's always seems to be a herd of them over
0: there waiting for me. So <laughs> Brian, if you, what is your power animal? Who, who, which animal would be yours?
3: Never, ever has crossed my mind to think about so, my Power Ranger oh, animal. Go
0: for it right now. Go for it right now. Think of an animal and what comes. A, power a horse. A horse
3: came to my mind.
2: I had a horse when I went through my Reiki level one. Reiki, a, mm-hmm. a horse came to me.
3: I mean, I, I, I didn't think about it. It just you said animal and that's what popped into my mind and you're going to say higher self, and I'm going to say coincidence.
1: I'm going to say that you, that's my power animal too, actually.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you could have said that just because Alyssa had just mentioned that a horse was hers. Yep. I,
3: did, I, I didn't, I didn't hear her <laughs> or say that. I, I, I,
1: or I'd, you picked up on it beforehand.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't,
2: it's, Who's your it's, power animal? It's,
3: it's not something that I think about. It's not something that I that I believe in, or you know, I don't commune with.
1: And some people, some people like have you know like certain kinds of animals. Some people have certain kinds of decor. You know, is there any certain types of animal that like? What's your favorite kind of animal? I mean, we birds. have we
3: have cats. I like birds. I I love fish. Um,
0: See. It could be eating them rivers. or like swimming with no, them. No, I like
3: I'm I used to have I used to have a, a a reef aquarium and I just loved, you know, having shrimps and and fish and, and watching them. I'm I'm really, really I don't know, I like I, I like animals. I mean I think it's I
1: Well, and if you like animals, then shamanism is a cool uh modality or you know, a cool thing to explore because it relates a lot to animals. We work with animals because animals are part of nature, so they're Considered to be messengers of the
2: earth. Cats. Meow. Cats. He likes cats. See? He's a cat whisperer. Cats are good. Cats are good. I like cats. What's that? They taste the- like chicken.
1: Liren, is that mean <laughs> Yes, Liren.
2: Exactly. Liren. <laughs> we both have some Liren in us.
1: There you go. Cat people. Really? Liren energy. Liren, yeah. I don't know we got on an outer space here. <laughs>
3: because Brian, it's enlightened up.
0: Having, <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you feel I about having I space? and energy, Brian?
3: I, I you know like everything. I don't that 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 was an episode <laughs> of of that we did and it was put into my mind and it sits there and I can remember it every time. I don't think about it. I don't think about Oh, I have Liren energy or you were you know, speaking
2: to your Liren friends a couple times, didn't you have some? That was my
3: that was my homework. Oh from you- that, you know, and I, I I take my, you know, my job seriously. So you know, <laughs> I'll I'll experiment. And well, you know, we had the the supposed visitor, you know, with, with Nemo, and you know, I experimented with that and you know, that turned out to just be a bad light bulb and <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. Well,
1: I get what Brian's saying. You know, okay, so yeah, so you're a leering. Okay, so yeah, so like what, that that information is going to suddenly rule your whole life? You know, we still have to be three-dimensional, I mean, three-dimensional-ish beings here on this planet. You know, we still have these everyday jobs and lives and things we have to do, and it is, you know, like how, I mean, the information is wonderful, and I believe that all these things are happening, but yeah, I mean, are you going to let it interfere with your life? the point where it bothers you. No, you can just acknowledge it and let it be. That's
0: that's empowering in itself. Do you have a QHHT um, session or point of reference where one of your clients or yourself without like saying anyone's names had such a profound healing experience or shift from that and what it oh. was like?
1: Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my tribe mates and uh, her name is also Jean, and she wouldn't mind if I shared this because she, she's wrote about it on Facebook a couple of times. She, um, basically, what I discover is if you have work to do and you come to me, you'll get information that will help guide you on your path to wherever the work is that you need to do, you know, emotionally, physically, whatever, to find healing and clarity. Sometimes what happens is people come in and they've done the work, but the energy for some reason or another is lingering on. And this one particular client, my tribe mate, um, she'd always had this cold, like this uh, pneumonia type of thing that would creep in every time the season would change. Usually, the beginning of the fall, and then at the end of the winter. And every time we would meet up at the retreat, she'd be coughing and sneezing and hacking, and would have to, just, you know, had, had excused ourselves a few times from from uh, from our shamanic goodness because she wasn't feeling well. And she came in and got a session, and her higher self is like, oh yeah, it's a green energy. It's hanging around in her lungs. It's kind of like slime. <laughs> and um, and I said, oh, well, is that serving her? And the higher self was like, no, it's not. I'm like, okay, can we get rid of it? And they're like, yep, it's gone. She has never used a rescue inhaler or had that happened to her since. And that's been three years ago in August. Like, it just it just stopped and that's that's really cool like that was like she you know the the work the issue had been resolved but the energy was a hanger on and once it was like you know or for whatever you know or however you want to perceive that even if it was just simply the envisioning the mental picture and then releasing it you know it caused a shift in her shift in her that she has not seen that kind of illness since
0: so how does that differ than the work like you know, if you're conscious, I mean, not that she's not conscious of that, but, you know, if you're someone on your own trying to do, say she was trying to release the pneumonia, like what happened in your mind exactly to have that happen?
1: It's just, well, I think another, another friend of mine said, she goes, I guess I just didn't realize I could do it myself. Interesting. I'm just putting, I'm just putting the power into the hands of the client instead of, I don't, I don't want to be your guru, you know, (laughs) like I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to take care of myself here. But if I can point you in the direction that helps you to, to help yourself, then, you know, that's, that's really what I'm here to do.
2: That's really interesting that it would just be the, the energy lingering. I mean, I can see where, you know, you, so many people who are, you know, awakened and on this journey are are working on specific things themselves and trying to do things in a natural healing way or whatever. And, you know, if it's just not going away, it's just sometimes just a little tweak, like maybe you've done all the work, but you didn't clear the energy or. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And
1: one friend said it, one of my other friends had some back troubles and she's like, yeah, I I just, I said, well, what caused it for you? Her back pain went away. And she's like, I guess I just didn't realize I could, I could heal it myself. I'm like, She's like, that's really all you did is you just told me I had the power to heal myself. I'm like, yeah, and we all do.
2: I believe that. I believe it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I know it. I see it. Yeah. I live it. That belief system has been taken out of our programming.
1: Right, so and that's a lot of it too. It's it's overriding, you know, and then maybe that's what it's doing. I have, you know, there's lots of theories, I, I guess, you know, anything I say today may change tomorrow, so don't quote me solid on this, but yeah, maybe we're just, you know, a lot of that and a lot of my shamanic training and and working with my, my shamanic tribe. um, We talk about that. It's like overcoming limiting beliefs, you know, and it's like every time a belief arises, you know, you got to stop and take a look at that and go, is this mine? Do I really believe this? And then, and then, you know, it's up to you to figure out how you want to release
0: it. Have there been any limiting beliefs um, that seem to really kind of present themselves? across the board with many people that are presenting in very similar ways?
1: Mm, Yeah. I get a lot of people who seem to think, unfortunately, a lot of women who seem to feel that their lives lack value unless they're hooked up to um, a significant other. Interesting. Like, you know, like they're less than because they didn't, get married or stay married. I get a lot of, I get, I get people, you know, like I said, it's, it's about self love, you know, it's like, or, or they don't, they don't feel they can love themselves until someone else loves them. And it, you know, really, it comes, it, it all comes back to love.
0: Really? So a lot of women feel that without a partner or being in relationship, they have less value on this planet? Well, I get a lot of, I'm in
1: the Midwest. And, you know, like I said, I sometimes feel like I don't want to say things are antiquated, but there's just a lot of belief systems. And, you know, these are. Sometimes it's women who are you know older than me, not I'm not talking about younger people, but you know adults, and it, you know they just, like I said, that it, it's really like the programming it's it's uh you know we got to look a certain way and weigh a certain amount and be a certain thing and and do 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 so it all looks good, you know, and maybe it's not that important how it looks.
2: <laughs> I can totally see that in the Midwest, especially. With family, yeah, and and like, I don't want to
1: say it's antiquated, but yeah, it is. It's still a thing here, you know, and it, it's like there's a certain value put on it, and you know, I just feel like, and and you know, and I don't have any problem with those things, and if people are happy, then that's great, but you also shouldn't live a life that's making you miserable just because somebody else said so. I
2: mean, my, I have I have six sisters, and I and I'm the youngest, and I remember when. I don't know if I had already gotten married or, but one of my sisters and my brother weren't married yet. And it was just, and one of our cousins. And it was just like the talk of the family all the time like, when are they going to get married? You know, it's just such an expectation. And then, oh, once you get married, it's, oh, when are you going to have a baby? And we just go through these things or even call even college even you know education like oh so what do you where are you going to college what are you going to do it's just like like our lives are already planned out for us and then we have to wake up and realize that that wasn't our life that we were that wasn't living
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's funny because i have <laughs> my family looks at me the exact same way because i've never been married and i'm now 41 and i remember having a conversation with one of my sisters and and she was just looking at me like, <laughs> she's just like, I just want to know you're happy. Like, I just, like, as in, like, I, she she wants me to, she, she wanted me to find someone so that she knew I was happy. And I'm like, can we just, like, stop on that thought for a second? Like, let's think about right. that. Like, you're worried about my happiness being tied into being with someone that you'll feel comfortable that I'm happy when I, have you know, I love my life. I've always loved my life. I've lived my life for me. That's actually something that I'm just so grateful for that I've always chosen the less traveled path, I guess, by what most people would be doing in society. Um, And my family like would not always understand it. And for some reason thinks that I'm unhappy because I'm not with someone, or maybe it's just their own projection that they're not happy. I'm not with someone. (laughs) I
1: don't know. (laughs) Are are they
2: with someone and are they happy?
1: (laughs) Well, this is the thing. Well, and and I feel that because, you know, and I, I said all of this, all of this stuff, all this amazing stuff that I do aside and all these far out like fifth dimensional experiences I've had and when I'm doing my work and, the, the most amazing thing throughout all of this that I've discovered is that I just turned 40 this year and I love me. I'm awesome. And I'm owning it. And I don't care what anybody else thinks anymore. And that's really super empowering. You know, that in itself is, is worth all of this healing work that I've done. Cause I really like and accept this person. I don't want to diet her away or drink her away anymore. I just, I just want to be me and I want to show other people how to be them and enjoy and love themselves too. And it doesn't matter, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone or, you know, anything, just be yourself and love who you are. Like that's, that itself is an amazing thing.
0: Yeah. Like I just, sometimes, you know, my parents are, are funny. Like I love them and I know they love me and it's, it's a running joke in our family, but, um, You know, at first it was like, Nicole, just, you know, you're too picky or, you know, when are you going to find someone? And then, and then it was like, okay, Nicole, don't worry about getting married. Just, just give us a grandbaby, like just get pregnant, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, well, I'm not even dating anyone. Like, what what are you saying? (laughs) You just want me to go out on the street and find some random and like get pregnant? You know, they're like, well, you know, we'll help you take care of it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I go, this is not how I want, like, no. (laughs) It's just so funny, though, like, how ingrained these ideas of happiness look like. Yeah,
1: it's expectations. And there are other people's expectations there. A lot of them, it's like you say, it's belief systems and expectations. And it's like, you have to stop and look at them and say, is this mine? Am I okay with this? And if not, then change it, because, you know, you're free to do so. And and I think that that's maybe the most important thing about this work that I do. And, you know, quantum healing hypnosis, it's help, it helps people to get to that place. And it's awesome. Yeah, no, it is.
2: I think that's really the first step is just peeling back the layers.
1: Yeah, it is. And everything, you know, um, everything happens in layers. I know I've, I've listened to a couple of people recently say that sort of stuff. And yeah, this, this gets to those levels and layers. And I think, you know, and some people have lots of layers they have to go through and some people not so many, you know, and it's all, it's all an individual process.
3: You know what else has layers? Parfait. And idiot? Who you ever meet says, <laughs> Hey, you want to get some parfait? They say, no, I don't like no parfait. Everybody loves parfait.
1: <laughs> uh, that'll do, Donkey. That'll do. Boom. <laughs> That'll do, Donkey. That'll do. <laughs> Shrek, very nice. <laughs> I too have children.
2: <laughs> I don't. That has nothing to do with children, <laughs> for Brian.
1: No, no. It's the Shrek, the Shrek movie, though. That's I for know, Shrek. I know, but he just <laughs> likes Shrek,
2: though. There's that.
1: Oh well, I do too. See, but I just use the kids as a as a clever cover up for watching Disney and Pixar movies. Huh? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't think uh your daughter got you to watch Shrek. I'm guessing had nothing
1: uh no, no, I probably bought her the copy of Shrek. <laughs> it was a great movie.
0: Shrek was a really good
1: one, and it
2: does parfait does have layers, just like life
1: it, it does have layers it does, yeah, so onions have layers. Too. I think a lot what what
2: i <laughs> what I have really figured out the past couple of years in is the missing piece for me for so long and not understanding that this life is, you know, that we create it and it's like a dream and we have all this power and, you know, and I just couldn't ever really fully wrap my head around that until I started peeling back the layers of this world, I think is where it all started to come together for me, like understanding truly what is being told to us that is reality that isn't necessarily reality. And once you can start peeling back the layers on that side, as well as your own, I think is when, at least for me, when it really all started to come together.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and um, Nicole, I think you said something, you asked me, you know, I think we kind of got off the cut off the track about this, but you know, like about it being a magic pill, you know, like the, any of this stuff, you know, the, any of the spirituality it's, you know, it's not a magic pill there. You know, you do have to do the work and you do have to come to these realizations in order to make it happen. Cause it would be easy just to say, come to me and I'll hypnotize you. And then everything will be better. Ta-da. No, sometimes you people come to me and they find out they have stuff that they need to do before they can be all better. And you know, that's, that's a, that's an important thing. It's always the, the message I always got was spirit says, do the work. And what your work is, is different than my work, but it's, you know, it's, it's whatever you have to do and it's about your own personal process. And then it's, you know, in the, in the process of letting go of those limiting beliefs and expectations.
0: There's no like fast track, fast track, like instantaneous fast track. I'm talking way to, um, you know, move through the shit that all of us have to move through to kind of deprogram, de, um, just declutter, from our uh, just from our belief system our minds and and how we live our lives because you know part of it is is that we're habitual so creating good habits takes a bit of time it's not like you just do one thing and then it's all better forever like you want to you know how we get programmed is through repetition and so how we change things is also through repetition in many ways. And it's not that you can't have an instantaneous moment of healing or anything like that. But to create real change that lasts and builds upon Mm -hmm. itself, you have to constantly be unearthing and doing more work. As you said, we go through the layers, there's always a new layer to move through. It's never ending because you know, whatever we don't do in this lifetime will likely be uncovered in another lifetime. And that's just because there's just so much to discover and and new things are always being created. So um just you know when I think about my own journey, there's there's a lot of you know, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of reflective work, deep work, going through a lot of different emotions. And then you have moments where you don't, you don't feel like you are like, you know, like everything's good, life's good. And, and I'm happy and I'm creating better relationships and works looking better and like all life and then bam, like something new hits you and it's like, <laughs> oh my God, you just fall back into this like, t- like dark hole that you didn't think that you'd ever go back into. And it's not that it's the same hole. It's just, it's a whole new area that needs to be explored and, and looked at in, in deeper ways. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And I think sometimes it's the simplest of things that we have to look at.
1: Yeah. Well, and I had that realization when I took my training too, you know, it's like when I first, my first couple days of my uh, hypnosis training, I was like, well, what have I been doing with all this shaman stuff? You know, if I could just come here and just have done this first. And then when I got into it more, I realized that, you know, I had to get to that point. I had to do the shamanic work. I had to you know, jumpstart and to get on that, on that healing journey. And what the shamanic work too. something I wanted to make sure I let you guys add it about that today. For me, the shamanic work, you know, when you talk about your lower chakras, you know, like your solar plexus, your sacral area and your root chakra, those are kind of your earth stuff. And for me, the shamanism really gets you right with your earth stuff. And a lot of times I hear people talk about like, I don't belong here or I'm just waiting for them to come pick me up so I can go home, you know, And, but the truth is, is we all incarnated here for a reason, you know, you're human and you're here. So you might as well get right with that notion (laughs) because they're not coming to pick us up. (laughs) And so like, that's the work, you know, to get you grounded into your reality. And once you're grounded into your reality, then, you know, like I said, all this, all this woo woo stuff appears great, but if you're not grounded in your reality, it's, it's really doesn't do a whole lot. I mean, it's fun, but you know, you need to be firmly Firmly here on Earth as well.
0: Absolutely, because it just kind of takes you into that whole idea of, of moving, taking you out of your now in that, you know, you're not currently in the galactics for a reason. You're down here on Earth to, like you said, like do your work. And every time we kind of think about, well... Oh, When do I when do I get to meet my star family or when do I get to move to this part of ascension or when do I you know all these these questions that a lot of people have as they start to explore this, this area, they forget about like just the enjoyment of being here on earth because there is a lot of enjoyment and when you can find that enjoyment you don't feel the need to constantly be seeking outside of your here and now. Yeah.
1: Well, we are beings of free will. And from what I understand is whether that place that we come here from is not that way. And that's why we come back is to experience this and to have the right to
0: choose. And yeah. I um, mean yeah. As I know what I'm choosing now. As 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 wild, wild west as Earth is, and as hard as it can sometimes be, it's actually um a true gift to be here on Earth. You know, when we t- when we had uh, John Mathis on, and he talked about how like there are people who are literally lining up to get back down to Earth and like jump back into this this planet to do more work, or th- you, that it's when you get here, you you forget about all of the great reasons of why you're here and all the we forget that
2: and we that we go got the golden ticket.
1: Yeah, yeah. It did. Right? if you're here it's on like, Earth- what are you, it's like it's um who was one of your other guests um that uh Cassell, ouch. Oh yeah. I, when I, and, and him and him making the device out of a bowl, you know, and I always feel like you are the device, you know, you you are the you are the the channel, you know. We we are the the sacred device, and that's what we're here to remember is that we're divine, and and who knows what you can do with that once you once you figure that out. Mm-hmm. I think that we're just starting to see what that um what that realization. I'm, will I'm glad
3: right you in. guys finally caught up with my line of thinking. I've been trying to teach you guys this for a long time <laughs> to enjoy your 3D and it's all like, oh, I got to be 40. I got to be 5D. I got to be 12D. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have never said that. That is your projection.
2: <laughs> I've never said 12D ever.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, where did, 12D where did you- is like formless and there's nothing like going on up there. It's just yeah. Where did you get 12D?
0: By-
3: <laughs> I was making fun of 5D.
0: <laughs> so funny i think like your higher self just snuck in there for a second <laughs> what is it L-D, it's not know? a freudian slip it's,
2: it, there's got to be another name for it
3: i didn't slip i said that on purpose to make fun of b- believing in 5d
1: well see i i believe that it's already happening you know we talk about the event and i think that the event is ongoing and you can vibrate how in whatever existence you want to. I would
2: believe that that and that the event Do the event is want. happening for everyone <laughs> at different times
1: yeah the event is ongoing you know I believe that the planet has done things you know like I, I believe that in 2012 that the planet has moved into a different dimension and that we've where a lot of us are just catching up and you know Will there be a light filled anomaly in the sky when we get to a certain point? Maybe. I don't know, but I can't, you know, I can't stand around waiting for that. I'm going to live my life. I still have trouble (laughs) understanding
2: that the earth going through this portal in 2012, and now we're coming back around to join that. I still have really have trouble wrapping my head around what that means.
1: I, you know, or like Dolores Cannon talked about it as like two earths, you know, it's like we're separating the old earth from the new earth. And if you would uh, think of it as like a Vesica Pisces, you know, the way the two circles overlap, it's like where the area where we've been in, like since 2012, 2011, 2012, is kind of that spot in the middle of the Vesica Pisces as the earths are separating. But I personally feel like new earth is here now and you can live on it whenever you want to. It's about, you know, it's, it's a place that starts in your heart.
0: I feel like it's kind of like timelines, you know, like you can, jump into a new timeline that has new experiences and new ways of seeing things if you um, shift your frequency to match that Mm -hmm. timeline. And so that's how I understand it, that, you know, Earth had its own timeline frequency. And it doesn't mean that the one that we're on isn't necessarily here. Obviously, it's here, but how we're experiencing it is dependent on our frequency. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Um, since 2011, like I said, I had this kind of crazy awakening experience. I had like a dream with a blue flash off the sun and stuff. Um, but ever since then, the message I got from my higher self, inner self, whatever you want to call it, my intuition was hold the highest vibration possible. You know that it's all about it, like it sounds so Tesla when I say it. It's like it's all about frequency and vibration, and that and that our intention has so much connection to that. You know. If you intend to hold the highest vibration possible, then you will, and you know what you experience therein is 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 well, it's your experience.
2: I, t- I remind myself that some days, like all I have to do today is be happy. <laughs> you know, yeah, just like I'm parents. like, there's I'm, just
1: loving yourself.
2: Just every minute, I just have it's- to keep bringing joy to every moment of this day, and it will be a perfect day
1: yeah right and it's it's love. it's it's about love. I think it's that's the ultimate thing. It's like be your own self-love guru, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and even love the stuff that doesn't seem lovable because that's important too or just yeah find- and I
0: want to just
2: go ahead, Nicole Sorry. go
0: ahead, Lisa. Well, <laughs> I was just I wanted to circle back to Brian and his statement um, on how like he thinks that we don't enjoy our lives here in 3d. I don't like that that is such a false statement. <laughs> I love my life here in 3D,
3: but you're clamoring to get to four and five D. That's that's my point. I've made it in a couple of episodes. It's like I just enjoy being. I'm not worried about four and five D. If, if 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 something happens, I'll enjoy that when that happens. But I'm I'm not gonna worry and fret about this thing. And it's like, oh, I've got to raise my vibration and I have to do all these things. I'm I'm here. I'm here.
0: No, I, I understand. But 4D and 5D are not a place. It's not like when I it, – it's about choosing to vibrate at a higher frequency of wanting to live my life through more love and and, and project more love into my entire life, more joy. And that actually is enjoying – when you do that, you get to enjoy your life even more here and now. hmm sounds like it's all about perspective really <laughs> it, you know what it, it totally is it totally is
2: and brian's really good at being in the now though in Well, I, okay
1: so but from where from the, i understand where brian's coming from though is he's he's thinking three-dimensionally yeah. so from a three-dimensional thought process 5d is two steps up from 3d and i see that and you know some of the things i hear is that 5d we have light bodies. So, you know, if you like really like food and stuff, you ought to eat it now while you can just in case when we get there, we don't have to eat anymore, you know. And but does that mean like and then even this might be an unpopular opinion, but like I, I still I'm still a meat eater. I'm not a vegetarian. It's like, can I not hold a fifth dimensional vibration if I eat meat here in the third dimension? Well, I think that's awfully freaking limiting. So, you know, I can still go out and, and enjoy myself from a three-dimensional standpoint or, you know, I don't have to be a nun.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. Like, you know, like I, I I am of the mindset that if I want to eat it or I want to drink it because it gives me pleasure and I enjoy it, then I totally want to. And this idea you know. of breathitarianism and all of that, like just living <laughs> off of the breath and light, you know – it's It's not that I don't think that that exists. And it's not that I don't think that people can do that. But for now, for me, I'm like, I'm here on Earth. I chose to drink wine. And I know that my Cosmic Star family is not drinking wine right now. So I get to do something that they're not doing. (laughs) Yes. And oftentimes, I ask them to enjoy it along with me. Yeah. You know. (laughs) It's like when Nemo told Brian, he's like, they can't have the beer or the bacon with Brian, but they can have his frequency. There's something too, being able to actually experience it and live it out here.
1: Well yeah, we're div- like I said, I, I'm, I, I'm one of the first incarnations of my spiritual work, I called myself Divine Elissa, and it's like, you know we're divine beings expressing ourselves as humans. It's almost a disservice to our, to our higher selves to not enjoy being human. Yeah. But then can we enjoy human being human even, you know, And the, but then as you start to incorporate this higher vibration, can we make being human even better, even more interesting and curious? You know, that's, that's where I feel like we're really going with this. Well, I
2: think if, as far as meat eating or wine drinking or anything like that, if you're saying that you can't have those things in order to live a more awakened life, then you're just, again, putting another belief You're just you're just shackling yourself again with something else that this world is always throwing at us, these coulds and shoulds and you have tos. And when I mean, we have to just get rid of all of that. It's about the energy that we bring to it. You know, if you believe that something is bad for you, then it is because you're bringing that type of energy with you
0: yeah that's that's yeah. why when lisa's like yeah i try not to eat the carbs and i'm like give me the carbs i want the carbs i love the carbs
3: <laughs> i've never heard my wife say that
0: and you know <laughs> lisa hardly <laughs> eats carbs what are you talking about
2: i don't eat carbs and i don't exercise. She
3: drinks carbs, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, she does drink carbs. That's true. <laughs> it's because since
2: I hurt my back, I haven't been able to run. And I used to eat lots of carbs, but I was always running. So yeah, I just yeah. want to fit in my jeans. I don't want to buy new clothes. That's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you
1: know, like I look back on my process and things have changed for me. And that, that's, you know, I still eat meat. And I still like to have a few drinks. But it, you know, when I look back, I've, it's, I've changed, it's still vastly different from the beginning of my journey. You know, even though I haven't been consciously do it, things have altered and things have changed. And I do eat lighter, but I still take myself out and enjoy myself. And, you know, that's a lot of what this spiritual work is about. And, and you know, like the, I'd say the one takeaway from my first session that I ever had personally, my first quantum healing session was um, that I'm limitless and that we're all limitless we're really without bounds and we get confused because it feels like this human body is limited but it's that realization that you know we're limitless and you know so like you say so yeah have the carbs <laughs> you know everything in moderation including moderation <laughs> yeah
0: i had this channeling session with the wonders who are this group of entities residing in the 29th dimension and they had channeled a book through the guy who they only channel through. And they ha- the book was called The Six Defining Statements of Existence. And one of them is I am limitless. And I just mm-hmm. feel like that's such a strong statement. There is another one that is I am sufficient, uh, which is I feel stronger than people saying I am enough. Um, because yes. I f- there's something about the word I- enough that still feels lack to me. Um
1: I like, I am a valley of the universe. Everything flows to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for coming on the show and sharing your information. Yes. And uh, thanks for being a listener, too.
1: Yes, awesome. I, yeah, it was a treat. I found you guys um, on my podcast on my, on my phone this summer. So, yeah, you guys, were, you guys traveled a lot with me this summer. So it's been a real treat <laughs> to finally get to speak I'm to you. I'm glad we all. could keep you company. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And if any of our (laughs) listeners would like to connect with you and learn more about QHHT, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, I have
1: a website. It's uh, New Human Healing Art. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. It's New Human Healing. uh, N-U-H-U-E-M-A-N Healing. Newhumanhealing.com. And I'm also on
0: Facebook, and uh, I have a couple of pages there. Great. So I'll leave all that information for our listeners. So if you would like to get in touch with Alyssa, you can. And um, to all of you, thanks again for joining us this week. We're always happy to have you with us week in and week out. And we will um, be back with you soon. If you guys have any questions you want to ask us, send them into our email info at enlightenup.us. And don't forget to check out all our social media. Lisa is doing a fabulous job with our social media. Thank you so much, Lisa. You (laughs) rocked. And um, that's it. So thanks again, everyone. We'll be back with you next time. Bye. Bye.